welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dodson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dodson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going pretty swell. We just had the East-West Shrine game pass us by, which is, you know, never the biggest all-star game, oldest all-star game, but not the biggest all-star yeah. game. We'll give it a little uh, couple mumbles here and there. You know, I'll say uh, mess up a couple words, you know, epitone this, epitone that. <laughs> you know, you guys correct me as, as, a, as I needed be. Uh, and then uh, we're going to get into some something we haven't done in a long time, which is the listener's mailbag. Ooh. So we got about like 60 questions that came through here. We're going to through uh as many as we can some of those as well uh of course this week we have the east west shrine game or i mean the senior bowl which is yep. always big because you always find a couple gems out there terry McLaurin last year cooper cup before that we loved coming out of the senior bowl um we always find that one guy we cream hunt don't forget him Kareem yeah. hunt yeah. you know this already day one which i love the guys that come out day one and shine because those are the guys i look for the guys that shine all the way through not just day one all the way through and and through so far we have three guys out there looking really good we have van jefferson we have kj hill and we have um antonio gandy golden yeah all look really good and you know i was watching those kj hill highlights and i gotta say you know from one Buckeye to the next, remind me a lot of Terry McLaurin. And it was the Senior Bowl that really put us on to Terry McLaurin last year to, like, overemphasize, like, his skill set, right? Like, his route running and be able to get open. And, you know, when you left the, the Senior Bowl last year, the one topic that came out of everybody's mouth that attended or watched was, like, man, Terry McLaurin just can't be covered. Nobody there could cover him. He, he just dominated it. And right now – those are the three players that are off to that start. So it's good news for those guys. Those are three names we definitely mon- want to monitor. Three names alone that can give you a ranking, uh, a rankings boost in my rankings personally, which are now live on DynastyNerds.com. All of our rookie rankings are live on DynastyNerds.com uh, right now. Mine, Matt, Garrett's, uh, and about seven other of our staff and writers are on there as well. We have the uh, 1QB PPR rookie rankings up there right now, and we have our Superflex rookie rankings on there as well. Did both this year. I'm glad we did that. That was a good move. Well, it's going to be very important for the uh, one tool we've been talking about for uh, What tool is that, Rich? Uh, just, uh, yeah, yeah. just a random tool. Just a random just, tool we're building. Just a wrench. You know, it's it's closer. <laughs> I was thinking a hammer. A hammer. I've seen it. More versatile. Uh, I've seen it. But, you know, if you want to mock draft, I mean, uh, uh, I er- mean, if you want to, like, play around with some tools – you got to be able to do it with Superflex and one QB, right? Absolutely. So just just wondering, you know, that's all. Well, one day, <laughs> you know, was it June when we were on vacation? Like, ah, it's going to be wrapped up here in a week. Yeah. yeah. By the time we get back, oh this should be done. Oh well, dude, like you know, when you wrap it up, you got to be safe. And, that's right. Uh, I should have been way safer nine months ago. Mm. But before we get into today's day, and we talk about a little bit of these uh, these nugs. Could have had a baby mock draft <laughs> tool by now. <laughs> it, could, it could be live. It could be breathing. It could be pooping all over the place. Mm. But uh, no. But we, I've seen it. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. I've seen it. You've seen it. I've seen it. Sexy, right? Beautiful. It is good looking. Very good looking. Very like good a little looking. baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Not all it, babies are good looking. And the worst part is sometimes you get stuff like that too. You see it and you're like, oh, what if we could do this and this? And you're like. Okay, let's just do this first, but then it could do this and this. Right. But before we get into all that, let me tell you about our sponsor today. 
DynastyOwner.com. That's right. We've been talking about DynastyOwner.com for months because DynastyOwner.com is just really that sweet. If you want to play a new form of Dynasty fantasy football, right, you're into the business side of it. You're into the cap size side of it. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game that combines Dynasty fantasy football with actual NFL player contracts. They don't use make-believe or, you know, demand contracts or salaries or things along those lines. They just actually take the NFL salary and what that player is actually his contract's worth, and he put that into the game. So that's where the strategy comes into effect. Just like Dynasty where these rookie running backs are wait, they're worth their weight in gold, gold, Dynasty owner provides that as well because guess what? Rookie running backs make no money. Yeah, they, you know, a lot of times, uh, especially in nowadays game, they're coming in as second round or third round, four, sometimes even fourth round draft picks, so they're not making a lot of money in their first three or four years anyway. You get a so. guy like Lamar Jackson on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and Matt uh, came up with a theory how to dominate DynastyHunter.com. We did a podcast. You can check out the Dynasty Hunter podcast and check them out on there. And, you know, our theory was, hey, build around, you know, a good, strong rookie running back or rookie quarterback contract. Like our case was Lamar Absolutely. Jackson 1-1. Yep. And then we took George Kittle on his rookie contract for the best tight end on a rookie contract. And from there, you could build these super teams because you're saving so much money where everybody else is spending. Um, that was our strategy. We yeah, did a mock draft, and how did the team come out? Yeah, our team was amazing. Uh, we, and we were able to overspend on on guys. We uh, we had a ridiculous wide receiver core. We had like Odell. We got uh, Odell Beckham in like the seventeenth round because somebody wanted to pay his contract. Exactly. Like, oh, we'll take him. Yeah, we'll at take this him. point. And yep. I remember the owner of Dynasty owner wrote me. He's like, I told him, I was like, dude, wait till you listen. We we drafted a really awesome team. And he wrote me back like the next day after he listened. He's like, holy crap, you you guys did draft a really good team. I'm like. Yeah, already got your game figured out, son. <laughs> so, uh, you know, make sure you check out DynastyOwner.com. They're, they're having a, their beta system is now done. You know, we all know there's no offseason. Dynasty Owners is the same. Their rookie draft's going to matter. Me and Matt's going to do a uh, rookie show for them, too. Free agency matters. All their contracts matter. They just finished their beta season in 2019, and now they're going to work on their mobile app for iOS and Android, and to be ready for the rookie drafts, which is coming up in here in May. They're opening up the game to everybody in 2020, but they're only limited to 1,000 people or 1,000 12-man teams. Make sure you get on there today, even if you get on their waiting list to check it out. All we ask is just check it out and see if you like it, dynastyowner.com. So let's get into this uh, East-West trying game here. Not a lot to talk about, like I mentioned before, like every year, but there is a couple guys that came out here um, and then didn't look terrible. I know there's one running back that you like, Garrett, that you said you think has the best chance to, uh, to solidify himself in some rookie ranks a little higher up than you might have anticipated. Yeah, the guy I like the most out of everyone in this game is uh, a running back out of Illinois, Reggie Corbin. Um, so similar to uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, he is a fifth-year senior, so he's a little bit older, and I think that's part of the reason – He's lost a little bit of that hype. You know, he's not the, you know, 20-year-old, 21-year-old uh, type player. He's he's a little bit little bit older. But dude has uh, really, really good acceleration. Very, very fast. Um, in, his, uh, in his last season, th- this the senior year was a little bit rough for him. Um, but the previous season, dude was averaging like eight-something, nine-something yards per carry. I mean, he was... Uh, he just has an explosive gear that I think could find him uh, some legitimate playing time on an NFL team. And that's in the Shrine game. That's mostly what you're looking for is who who 
in this game is going to make an NFL roster and who could actually make a dent and actually be a part of your fantasy team at some point, I think he's the one of all of them right now that I would say has the best chance to do that. And, and you know, there were there were a couple of guys that were, you could just tell were faster than everybody else. And, and he was one of them. Corbin was one of them. Um, the running back um, for the East, uh, Killens Jr. Adrian Killens was a, a tiny guy, five foot seven, one hundred sixty four pounds. Five foot eight, I thought he came, he came in five foot seven in his weighings. Ah. I have him five foot eight, one hundred sixty five pounds. Okay, well, f- we're splitting hairs. Five foot seven or five foot eight, one hundred sixty five pounds hey. is small either way. When you're when you're five foot seven, every hair counts. <laughs> All okay. right, um, but he he was also another one of those guys that just he looked faster than everyone. But but Corbin, I totally agree. He he actually had a little bit better, uh, I think, between the tackles availability yeah. compared compared to Corbin. Or I mean, Killens, who was just too darn small for that. Yeah, he, he, and he had a better build. He's five yeah. ten, around two hundred pounds. So yeah. I don't know what his official weigh in was. That's what he's listed at um, on most of the major sites. But. Uh, you know, I got it right off of, of the the Shrine Game site, and he he was listed at five nine two oh five. Um, uh, for Corbin, yeah. Oh, nice. So he actually weighs a little bit more than I thought he did, which right. is nice. So uh, he, he's de- he's definitely one of those guys that popped. Another one of those guys, um, obviously, um, Benny Lemay mm-hmm. um, had a nice game. Uh, came in with eighty six rushing yards and, and a couple of touchdowns on on only fifteen carries. Um, so I thought he operated pretty nice. He was the, the offensive MVP, MVP of the game between the tackles and everything. Um, Out of Charlotte, five foot nine, two hundred fifteen pounds, sixteen carries, uh, eighty yards, and two touchdowns. Right, and and for a guy that's five foot eight, two hundred sixteen pounds is, is pretty well built. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so he's he's a guy that I could see getting a shot. You know what I mean in the right situation. Yeah. But, but for the most part, you know, all three of these guys are probably going to be there are, are definitely going to start off their careers as backups. Yeah. I mean, Rico, Rico. I mean, Adrian Killens, uh, running back at UCF, like you mentioned, like he dominated in the passing game. Explosive, seven catches, uh, ninety-one yards. You would hope he'd find himself in a PPR role uh, along the lines of the Tariq Cohens, uh, Duke Johnsons, yeah, along definitely. those lines that he gets drafted in a favorable situation where he'll be utilized by a scheme. So, Killens is worth monitoring. Like he showed in this game that he can be a weapon he in the passing game. Yep. And and they used him a lot of those catches. Um, we're on like uh, um, one of those two-minute drills towards the end of the first half. He was just getting dump-off pass after dump-off pass. And I think it was like he caught like three or four in a row and was just getting 10 or 15 yards per catch. So it, it's hard to say. Context. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to at least put that a little bit into context. Yeah, and again, sure. very small running back. I'm five foot mm-hmm. eight, 165 pounds. Another guy, Rico Dottle, uh, running back out of uh, South Carolina, six foot, 215 pounds. good. You know, had six carries for 50 yards, um, average 8.3, even though he had a long of 30. So the rest were five for 20, which is still good for four yards per carry. Uh, and caught the one ball he had for uh, two yards as well. He looked okay. The best receiver, I thought, on the field was uh, a Buckeye. Uh, per, you know, it's only because he was a Buckeye, too. Of, of course. Yeah, you know, but Benjamin Victor, uh, wide receiver, mm-hmm. Ohio State. Okay, I don't know if he was the best receiver, but he showed up nice where like he looked like Played he well could be a nice possession receiver at the next level. He's six foot four, uh, had a thirty six yard touchdown, was off a flea flicker too. And this is a guy who last year, you know, had his best year at Ohio State. You know, thirty five reception, five hundred and seventy three yards and six touchdowns. Those are those were all personal the best. And he's one of those one of those big receivers that just tracks the ball yeah. really well. And that was the thing on that touchdown catch. It was he totally stole that from the defensive back. It wasn't he a, did. it wasn't a great throw. He went up and made a play in front of a guy and then walked it into the end zone kind of <clears throat> kind of about a half yard out. Yep. Just yep. kind of just another guy who's not really on the radar that kind of I have him right around like 50 in my dynasty rankings, right down there like 45, 50. Uh Victor just because there's other guys out there I just 
you know, this receiving class, like we he, talk about this all the time, like he how fla- he flashes, Victor flashes, but you, you've never seen him consistency. like consistency. You've never seen him put it together for like a long stretch or anything, well, which we, is his we, biggest we, issue. We had another big receiver out there that didn't put together for long, uh, big stretches either. Uh, now he's the number one receiver in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, what, what I've noticed about these receivers, though, in this class, what I'm starting to find as I'm digging into this is we talked about this pre-show is this was the class like next year's class is supposed to be the class of the receivers, right? Because there's some really good receivers. Now, it got a little bump with running backs as well with Eno, uh, with Travis Etienne with a big shot Ugh. going back to college. Najee Harris Shut going back heart. to college and Chuba Hubbard really like locks that running back class up just from that. There's going to be other guys that stand out no matter what. Um, and going to enhance that class. But next year's 2021 class is going to be really nice as well. But what I'm finding here in this class, you know, we have we have those four really good running backs, mm-hmm. right? Four really good running backs are going to make a difference, you know, day one. Then we have a couple other running backs that are really nice, guys like Keyshawn Vaughn and Zach Moss that are really nice to give us around six quality running well, backs. Well, and then you got Elaire and Akers too. Oh yeah, so a layer in acres as well. So that'd be that would be I right, kind of in between. I had, them, a, so I had a layer in the four because Dobbins, okay. Taylor, Swift, a layer in acres, so five, and then those two. So we have seven really like seven quality running backs. Yep, you I know, agree. and I can totally see where it's going to work out. Where either like uh, Zach Moss or Keyshawn Vaughn, like one of those guys a bust, and one of those guys be a stud for sure. You know, that's the way the dynasty world usually works on you. But what I'm really starting to see here. In this draft class, is there's a lot of talent at wide receiver, mm-hmm. like a lot of talent. Surprising amount, f- from what I've been watching. Like yeah. where, like we talked before, like what, boy, were we off before? Like oh, this class would be so deep. All these running backs in on the NFL teams are going to lose their jobs. Now a lot of these guys are safe, you know. And there's like it, it, I think this this class, definitely of those guys going back, it really helps out like the Kenyon Drake owners. Really helps out the Melvin Gordon owners. Really helps out Aaron Jones o- owners in my eyes as well, who's who looked really yeah, good throughout I the think playoffs as well. He seems much safer to keep his job now. Much safer to keep his job. So some of these guys that were like fringe seem a lot safer, you know. But still, I mean, that helps guys like Zach Moss and Keyshawn Vaughn. And somebody else is going to slip in there that's going to land on a very favorable situation for a team that does need a running back. But these receivers, so we have like, we had a good influx these last couple of years of receivers, especially last year at receiver, right? And then we have uh, next year, which is going to be really deep as well. Like, There's only so many spots on these teams. I know it's a passing league, but let's say the fair shake is it 64 guys. is a fair shake, right? They have two quality fantasy receivers on your team. So it's mm-hmm. 64 spots. We got 20 guys coming in the league that are like, okay, I can see you doing something next level. Easily. And I don't yep. even talk about KJ Hamler, who I, who I found out uh, my comp to was watching the Tennessee game. When I, when I was watching Adam Humphreys, I was like, man, that's KJ Hamler. You really hate Hamler. Yeah, you I don't, really do. No, 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 no. I don't hate. I think Hamler's a really good football player. He's going to get drafted to help. Like, again, he falls in the category that he's the kind of guy. I mean, remember when Cole Beasley and Adam Humphreys got paid this offseason? Mm-hmm. They got paid for a reason because they can get first downs. You know, you can, you can count on those guys to get open and make that play. They're just not big play guys. So, like, that's where I kind of think Hamler falls into line, that kind of receiver. So, he gets a big bump in these first down <laughs> rewarded uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. scoring but you systems. Know, All right. You know, the three catches for 32 yards, those kind of things, again. And, and three first downs. But nothing like... Nothing I'm going to like over like draft high. I'm not starting him every week. Like, you're not starting Adam Humphreys. Like, if you have Adam Humphreys on your team, like, you're not going to necessarily cut him, but you could. You can cut Adam Humphreys. You have Cole Beasley. Like, you're not going to love to start Cole Beasley, but like, you're not going to cut him because if you need somebody, you know he's going to get you six yeah. points. 
Bye week savings. Yep, yeah, that's uh, what they are. So it's going to be interesting to see where these receivers land um, and what's going to happen going into the 2021 season because this draft, more than any draft class, and it always shapes up that way, but this draft class is really going to shake out our rankings mm-hmm. uh, down the road, especially at receiver, especially at receiver. And some of those running backs, those guys are locked in, right? Those guys are locked in. Does it like some of those guys? Doesn't matter where they go. I mean, I can see Vaughn um, or uh, Moss ended up in that Alexander Madison role, you know, sure. possibly. But even then, because there's so many teams that need running back, it's gonna be even hard for me to imagine that happening. Um, somebody get a, somebody like Eno Benjamin might get a bump, uh, but he even measured in a little small this weekend, right? Five foot nine, one hundred ninety five pounds. Yeah, so he's a little bit on the smaller side. Yeah, the the height's fine, but it's the, it's that weight, yeah. one ninety five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. You don't want to really be under two hundred. No. So I mean, the, if you're five foot nine, I want to see you close to two ten. You know, yeah, what I mean? you need to be a little a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get too far away from the Shrine Bowl, there are two two names I, I want to make sure I throw out there. Didn't really do much in the game; only had one catch for twelve yards. Uh, but John Hightower out of Boise State uh, was is a player that's flashed for me a couple times. I've seen him make some really big plays uh, for 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 Boise, and they used him on like a lot of sweep and, and a lot and of gadgety gadgety type, type of stuff. stuff. Yeah. Could get downfield too. Andy, the nice part is for as fast as he is, he's got good size. He's six foot two. He's just scrawny at, at one hundred and seventy. And that was the thing. I even I even wrote a note. I didn't write many notes, but they, they did. They talked about how they how they used him, you know, on gadget plays, and they actually used him on a, on a like a sweep play in mm-hmm. the game, and and then I think he caught a slant as well. But he's noticeably thin, like six yeah. foot two, like one hundred and eighty pounds or something crazy like that. And I did mess it up. That one for twelve was his rushing. He was two for twenty four uh, in the receiving game. Right. Right. But, um, so yeah, and I was like, he looks like he's like literally in my notes. I wrote he looks so frail that I think he's gonna get broken if he doesn't add some weight. He needs to add a lot of weight, but mm-hmm. but there's there's definitely potential there. I like the height that six foot two, and he and he's fluid. He's a fluid athlete. Very yep. um for being you know one of those taller guys. There's a lot of guys in this draft that are six foot two. Yeah, there there's there's some good sized players, um, which is funny because a lot of the big names aren't necessarily the you know the six four two hundred and ten pound guys. Um, you know, so you have a little bit smaller out of like the bigger name guys, but it's all of those like th- second, third, fourth tier guys that you have more of the stereotypical X receiver type size. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how all of this plays out. Landing spot. Who's gonna, who, it's going to be opportunity. Who's got the opportunity to produce at the next level? Um, uh, last guy, just want to. I, I got a couple guys too. After okay. Okay. Good. All right. I just want to make sure we didn't move on. Um, I've, I've been talking about him a little bit on Twitter. Uh, but James Robinson. That's, a, uh, that's one of my guys. Yeah. yeah. Illinois State. Uh, he's a he's an FCS player, so he's not even playing at the same uh, context as the rest of these guys. So I'm really really glad he got the Shrine Bowl invite. Had a really good game, seven uh, seven rushes uh, for 80 yards, and then he was also actually the leading receiver on the team two receptions for 56 yards and he's not uh don't don't think of a passing passing uh or a receiving back because he's that's not his game but he's capable and obviously he showed it there he took, a, th- he took a screen I, pass and had a nice cut back and that's where he got like most of those yards he had a 46 on, on, yard rut uh, on, on, reception right on, on one screenplay uh and it, it's kind of hard to say these you know back to back like that but because he, he did make a really nice play, a nice cutback, and he gained a ton of yards there. On one, but at the same time, a lot of people caught him from behind. You know what I mean? Right. There was a whole gang of people that caught up to that dude. So I do question his long speed yep. a bit. And, and you know, this is his first test against this kind of competition. So the, that's like what 
you know, these kind of things are used for is like, Hey, let's, let's take some of these lower level guys, put them up here with the higher level guys and see how they compete and see how their athleticism holds up. And for me, you know, laterally moving, you know, he can definitely do it, but I do question his, his straight line speed. Yeah. I mean, he had a little power to his game. Yeah. Uh, he's 220 pounds. I mean, he's, he's well, I've 10, 220 pounds. Like you said, I mean, he had a long, he did have a long run of 63 yards. And one of his rushes, so there was that as well. Yeah, he made a nice move, but yeah, I, I think for him, the combine's going to be very telling. It is. Because um, it's hard even watching the tape, because I, I did some of the cut-ups of him you know, for the, for the film room and it was fun watching him, but you could tell like the, the talent level wasn't the same. And so the game looked slower Mm -hmm. than it does watching, you know, these power five conferences and stuff like that. So I want to see, you know, is he, you know, slow in quotation marks at at like a four, five, five, or is he slow at like a four, seven Holyfield? Right. Slow. Yeah. I mean, exactly. You know, again, what did Holyfield do? He could eliminate himself from rookie, our rookie draft board yeah. on his 40 time. And this year's 40, you know, the combine's really, like you mentioned earlier, Garrett, the, the combine's good for not necessarily boosting people, but almost just eliminating people off the board. So like, yep. we, how many tight ends do we eliminate because they ran a 475? And we're like, no thanks, you're off the board. Yep. Uh, I think one of them. I was going to say, 475 for tight ends not going to eliminate them in my book, but like if you get into the 4.8s. Eight, four eight, yeah. I mean, so I think somebody nines, had a 4.8. Uh, offensive yeah. tackle. Four, right. se- I mean, 4.7 running, running, running back, yeah. like a 4.8 tight end. You know, I think we had a couple of those guys that were like somewhat named Holyfield that came in and kind of eliminated himself from his combine. So we'll have some guys there. Um, and then uh, super flex leagues here, tight end premiums. I got, you know, Eli Wolf, tight end out of Georgia, six hey, foot four. Two hundred thirty-six pounds. He had three catches, forty-nine yards. Looked okay out there. That was that was smaller. basically yeah. He's a little bit smaller, and and it was they were telling a story about how he he transferred from Tennessee to Georgia to catch more passes, <laughs> which was kind of ironic <laughs> to me, um, because I think he went from like five to like thirteen or something like that. But he did catch. Th- he's more than capable. Like you you look at his stats, and, and you're not going to see anything. But he literally went on a nice little run there. He caught three passes on one drive and looked real natural doing it. So he's a guy that, you know, he might be a real sneaky guy that, that'll probably be a late-round pick that could end up emerging. I mean, tight ends, we've seen it before. I mean, even George Kittle came from, like, pretty late in the draft, fifth yeah. round or something like that. So, I mean, these guys can be uh, fantasy relevant. For sure. And then uh, quarterback James Morgan, QB, uh, Florida International. Bigger kid, six four, 223 pounds. Threw the ball pretty well, 9 for 14 for 116 yards and a touchdown as well. Uh, kind of a name to monitor. I was reading some reports. Uh, I think Jer- Daniel Jeremiah even put on there saying that he interviewed really, really well. And he said of all the teams that he talked to and said, hey, who'd you talk to is the best? I guess James Morgan came back from every single person they talked to. They mentioned that on the telecast as well. Yeah, so it it, it, it was obviously a consensus going around to, to everyone, basically. So he interviewed very well, and he looked he looked the best easily on, on the East squad. And, and you know, it's probably between him and Mason Fine, in, in, my, in my opinion, for who threw the ball the best. Yeah, uh, Mason Fine's a, a good player. It's, it's, it's going to come down to that size. Now, fortunately for him, you know, we've, we've had a trend of smaller quarterbacks lately, so there's hope for him. Uh, but how tall is he? 5'9". No, there's no hope. There's 0% hope. Yeah, he's like 5'9 <laughs> and a half or something like that. So, yeah, th- yeah he's 5'9", yeah. 190. Unless you pounds. win the Heisman, there's no hope for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're 5'9", there's no hope for you. I'm, I'll hear look, 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 Yep, just saw it. No hope. Well, I don't 
I don't have him in like my top like nine or ten. Don't don't even have him in your top twenty five. Don't no thanks. Wow. He's a guy that That's could let. He, he's a guy that he has enough throwing ability that he could latch on somewhere as a, as a number three, and it would have to be that kind of buildup. You know yeah. what I mean? Free agent type. <laughs> yep, just saw it again. Free agent type that latches on as a working at Enterprise. <laughs> you want a sedan, van, pickup truck? He'll help you out. Don't worry about it. Got a future there. It's a good place to work. All right. Rent cars, get free car rentals. I think. I'm sure you probably do. Drive yourself to over to look in the crystal balls yourself. <laughs> you hey, dr- balls. You can drive yourself to any kind of NFL football game you want. You got that right. <laughs> <laughs> I could throw over that mountain and go pick the ball back up with my new Ford Ram. Ford Ram. Yeah, that's Ram. a truck. Uh-huh. You can make up your own trucks if you got that. You take a part <laughs> from here, take a part from there. You got it. So let's, uh, that's the East West Shrine game uh, in a nutshell. Next week, we'll get into the, the Senior Bowl, which we'll have way more lot. talk about. Yeah. Uh, way more talk about. Do a whole show on that. And then, uh, at the end of the show, we're going to do it uh, for the Nerd Herd. So we got to 1,000 reviews on the podcast. Thank you. We did? We did. Uh, pretty awesome of you guys. Pretty nice. pretty cool. Took us long enough to get there. Uh, we're still five stars, which is sweet. So as a thank you, we're going to do a little giveaway. Give some people uh, opportunity to join the Nerd Herd for free. Obviously, this is only if you're not in the Nerd Herd. But don't wait. Don't fret. If you are in the Nerd Herd, we're going to do a giveaway in the Nerd Herd episode, which we're going to do the trade episode again because that was such a hit where Garrett's going to offer us trade scenarios based on our team, and me and Matt are going to break down the trades. As if we are on the same team yeah. again? Same. Yep. Okay. Same. So for you so guys. So good, don't I, fix a thing. Exactly. <laughs> we're we're going to have a giveaway on there where you can pick anything you want from our merch store. It's yours. And our merch store is dope now. Lots of new. It really is. Lots of new oh, stuff. Oh, dude, look at this sweet hoodie I'm wearing right now. It is sweet. Members only. It is members yeah, only. It's pretty sweet. So yeah, we got hoodies there, hats, dad hats, all kinds of stuff. Not the cool sleeves. members only jackets that they used to wear in the eighties, but it's a Dynasty Nerds members only. Yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah, check out awesome. the hey if you if you don't want to do anything else, but you want to let people know that you mean business in your Dynasty League, go check out our merch store. That sh- that shit's gonna love that. Soon to have stickers also. Yeah, we got to make that happen. Look, I talked to our my guy. He said stickers it. were really hard to work on there. What? You know what you got to get? We got those stickers I have on my laptop. Yeah, that's what that's exactly talking. what we're talking about. I'll talk to my wife. She got to be that for like. She has a guy. Ago. She's got a guy. I hope she doesn't have a guy. She has one guy. <laughs> this guy right here, pointing at me with a sweet hoodie on. How dare you guys? How dare us? Blasphemous. <laughs> so let's get into this uh, this mailbag. Uh, but like I said, we're gonna have a, at the end of the episode we'll have a giveaway. Just something you do on Twitter. Little hashtag area. You throw a little hashtag out there. I'll get to tell you how, and we're gonna pick a couple guys uh, or gals and give them a free month of the nerd herd. Let them sh- let all them know what they're missing on there. Check out the Dynasty Nerds film room, all our new rankings. Play with our tools. Yeah, you know, freaky time. So, and then for the nerd herd episodes, they get to pick out some sweet merch. So you're gonna drop that at the end of the show. End of the show. Nice. Not now, Matt. End of the show. Gotta wait. Teasing it. That way, if you're not going to listen on the way, you don't deserve a free membership. That's right. All of a sudden, they just fast yeah. forwarded until the last three minutes of the show. And if you want to leave us a rating review, I'm we're going to uh, give you a piece of it in the middle and a piece <laughs> of it at the end. If you want to leave us a rating review on iTunes, we're only 982 away from 2,000. Wow! Can you imagine the celebration for Oof. 2K? Wow! Look at this. We're so Why close. 2K? We're so we're going to give away 2,000 memberships. Ooh. Wow. For for an hour, <laughs> hour long membership. The site's free for an hour. Soak Check it, it out. I right, can only watch six videos. <laughs> so we got about thirty minutes here. Garrett. We'll go through these questions here. We'll get in as many as we can for thirty minutes. Dynasty questions. Uh, some of these might not be dynasty questions. Some of them maybe we don't know. I haven't read. I don't. I haven't read any of them. 
you know. You told me one of them. I was going to say. Which I have an answer to from uh, Alexa uh, about the whatever. About the dates? Yeah. Are you telling your story or the other story? I don't have a story. Yeah, neither we neither of us have. So a you're story telling the other that. story. Yeah, we'll tell that other story. I still, I still don't believe it's true. Well, I know it's true. So it <laughs> you weren't uh, there. You weren't there. Well, some people you just know better than others. So, <laughs> uh, Garrett, why don't you dive into these questions and we'll get after it. Get after it. All right, here we go. Let's start with uh, at Casual Corporal uh, moving 2020 picks during the draft for 2021 picks advisable what range of pick would you ship and what would you expect to get back in return so basically 20 for 2021 are you willing to do it if so what are you looking to get back uh well my answer i go can i go first yeah go go for it i mean this is all just opinionated my answer is no uh yeah the 2021 class looks really nice today right it looks really nice but two years ago, and up to that point today, we've been talking about the 2020 class for two years, looking nice. And now, just because some players backed out, guys like Travis Etienne, who wasn't even the number one running back, guys like Chuba Hubbard, who wasn't a top five fantasy running back in this draft class, guys like Najah Harris, who wasn't a top six running back in this class, right, going back, doesn't really, I mean... Does it lower the depth of this class? Absolutely. But for the moment's point is we don't know what that 2021 class is going to look up like next year. Who's going to get hurt? Who's going to have a down year? Who's not going to, you know what I mean? So we don't even know. And I'm always about like getting what I can get now, right? Like just imagine, look where you were last year. If you sold those 19 picks for the 20 picks, which what we advise, a lot of people advise, Hey, if you can get out of this 19 class into 2020, then you're golden. Well, look at this now. A lot of those 19 picks, Picks look really good. Would you rather have A.J. Brown or a 2021st right now, like a mid-2021st? A.J. Brown. Yeah. Would you rather have Terry McLaurin or tw- mid-2021st? Terry McLaurin. Would you rather have Debo Samuel or mid-2021st? Debo. And these are late-round first-round guys. So, no, I am 100% staying in this class because if you there's 100% 12 guys in this class. There's 15 guys in this class, so I still like a lot. Oh. Like a lot. And I haven't dug deep yet. I haven't, I haven't watched Van Jefferson yet, who's tearing it up at the Senior Bowl. I haven't got that far. I like Brian Edwards from the couple games I saw, but I haven't dug into him. He looks really good. You know what I mean? That's a 12th overall. That's that's the last pick in the first round you could potentially get him in. Yeah. Oh, I took him at 2-1 in our mock. Yeah. Zach Moss, Keyshawn Vaughn, running backs in the late. You know, where does does Cole Komet get drafted to the uh, Patriots and then in Tom Brady State? You know, I mean, there's a lot of options here still in this 2020 class. If I were to move one of those picks, I would have to get a 2022nd back to go with that that uh, mm-hmm. 2021 first. That's how. That's the only way I'd move it. Is if I had like pick one seven, one eight, and somebody's like, "Hey, I'll give you my 21 first, and like and say they were picking five this year. And I'll give you my two five. I'm like okay, then then I'd listen. Yeah, then I'd listen it, and that's that's me around pick eight on. Because even at top seven, I'm I'm not moving. I'm staying. I'm taking the guys. And and um, you eventually got to exactly what I was going to say. So you know, you you basically covered the whole gamut there. But that was going to be my point. Uh, you know, it all depends on what it is. Like last year, uh, we were saying, hey, even if it's almost a lateral move, like you're going from a twenty, you know, twenty. 19 first if you can get a 2020 first and have to wait a year it was worth it you know what i mean it turned out maybe that wasn't the case because some of those guys turned out to be a little bit better than we thought but i wouldn't do that again this year because this this is the class that you want to be in so i I would it would have to be on top of you know you would get a 2021 first and like you were saying like a like a like a 2020 second as well which is like two six and up right very early 2020 if anything 
I'm using this moment and we have a, we have a moment in time before we get to the senior bowl, before we get to the combine, I'm doing the opposite. I'm using the hype now of the 2021 class to get more assets in the 2020 class. Um, not that I'd think the 2021 class will be bad. I think it's going to be great, but I would rather have my shots now, especially at some of these running backs than, than I would waiting. So if anything, I'm actually flipped it. Yeah. This is like a build your, build your team type of, uh, of draft class. And if you can sell future assets to make your team better now, those future assets are just going to be further down the list. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Further down the draft list and their worst picks that you're, you're giving away as you build your team right now and make it better in this draft. Right. Yeah. I have anybody in my league that says, Oh, this 2020 class took when you went down the hill. I can't wait for 2021. I'm like, well, yeah, let me wait no longer. Here's an extra 2021 first. Cause remember once you get rid of that 2020 first, the draft approaches, you're not getting that back. You always, you have a whole year to try and give it that 2021 first. You have time to get those back. So that's why we always, Matt always makes a good point of saying the third round pick, like it, it's easy to get a third round pick back. Never worry about trading away a third round pick. Cause it's the easiest pick to get back in any yeah. circumstance. But like saying that 2021 first, you have a whole year over that. You have a year and a half almost to try and get that first back in the meantime. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I'm all about the 2020 class still. So next yep. question. There we go. Moving on. Do you agree with all those Garrett? Do you have your own comments? No, I agree. That's why I said I, if anything, I'm flipped it. Okay. I'm, that's right. I'm, you did comment. Yeah. Yep. In, in one air out the other. Yeah. See, he's just ignoring me. That's awesome. I like what you have to say, Matt. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> I feel appreciated. Even though he agreed with me and yeah. then just talked more about what I already You're said. You're just jealous because my hoodie looks better. Wow. It is a nice looking it is really good looking man uh all right from at jo underscore rear 10 that sounds nice (laughs) what are y'all expecting with dj chark going forward uh expecting him to maintain this lead role into next year or and stay really efficient on the amount of targets or will he regress Matt, let's uh, go to you, the number one DJ resident expert. uh, Truther. Uh, I mean, obviously, from a talent standpoint, I think he can maintain. There is going to be a new OC in town. I can't remember who the heck they just said that, that they were interviewing. That's the only thing. I they're they're bringing in new systems and stuff. Obviously, they cleared out most of the um, the the coordinators and stuff. Doug Marone was the last guy standing. Uh, barely. Yeah. Barely. Apparently, he got fired, and then he didn't. What did it? Well, there I, were, I was going to say, there it was, was a sto- reported. There's that, a there's a story here that I did not hear or something. Yeah, it was reported that he got fired. They're, hi- the, <clears throat> uh, they're hiring uh, Jay Gruden. Oh, are they really? Yeah. Little Washington coach? Okay. Uh, but there was, it got reported by like some legitimate sources that he had been fired. And then like a day later, they were like, uh, no, we didn't say that, blah, blah, blah. And then he ended up staying. So I, I wonder what the, what really happened there, if it was just somebody going rogue Bl- or... Blackmail photos. <laughs> That's what happened. And that just broke, by the way, too. Did it? That's all breaking news. I was going to say, I didn't hear that at all. So. I, I just Googled to see who you're talking about, and this news literally just broke. NFL's Ian Rapport reports the Jaguars are planning to hire ex-Redskins coach Jay Gruden as offensive coordinator. Uh, the deal is not quite done, but it's expected to be finalized today. They were bringing in a bunch of guys that had experience. I just couldn't remember who because there's just been so many, um, you know, like the revolving door kind of of coordinators going on lately. Um, so, I mean, that'll, that'll play into it a little bit. Who's calling plays for him. 
uh, who the quarterback's going to be, I think, is the biggest question. Who the quarterback – right, exactly. That's – I mean, which which quarterback are they going to end up going with ultimately? But, you know, Chark, he did it with both of them. You know what I mean? So he might be a little bit bulletproof from that from that respect. Um, but, yeah, I would I would, con- I would think that he's going to continue his dominance. Because yeah, even, they, even they don't – I mean, he showed – he did it with Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. So, to me, Minshew's arm wasn't the best, like, strength-wise. So, to me – they, I think Shark is safe strictly because he did it with Minshew. He did I it think, with Minshew because Minshew is just like he's a an average at best quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah. I, NFL, I, I, NFL, I NFL, Cal, NFL, Cal. That's not a that's not a diss. Like if you're an average NFL quarterback, it's way better than being a crappy NFL quarterback. I mean, Andy Dalton for years years fed AJ Green, and he was super fantasy relevant, and he's just an average NFL quarterback. I still like Shark going for it. I'd. I'd I you know he was a wide receiver one this year, but I just, I look at him as more like a mid range wide receiver two with still the upside of that wide receiver one upside. Okay, I, I still th- like I, I think he's got upside to to grow. I mean that was only a second year. Um, I agree, third year break. I I still I'm with you, man. I'm I still like Shark. Like yeah. it's I still like him a lot. Okay, it's just, I like to see what other, you know what's going to happen to Leonard Fournette. You know, there are they going to lock him up? And who's going to be the number two receiver in Jacksonville? Who who's going to be the court? There's just so many questions around him. It's not more DJ Shark himself. It's just more of like what's going to happen. To right, him. but I think I think Shark this year separated himself from from the rest of the pack. The hands so. down, the number one receiver. He'll yeah. get a contract extension for sure. Yeah, uh, I like him. Yeah, yeah. I'm not expecting much of a regression either. Uh, the only way that I could see uh, there being any sort of real regression is if uh, if they draft a receiver high. Uh, and there's somebody that comes in to, to battle with him. But if anything, I still don't think that would hurt him much because I think that would help shift the coverage. He would get lighter coverage at times. So I, he seems pretty safe to me at and this it, point. It's not like he was a late-round pick or anything. He was a no. second-round draft pick. No, so. not at all. Yeah, I, I don't think that would worry me either. I think they if they draft a receiver, it's much needed. Definitely some of these receivers in this class that can offset a guy like, you know, we just mentioned before, you know, Shark's a big speedster kind of guy. Can they get that? You know, can they get a really good slot slot receiver or an outside like possession X receiver, something on those lines, even to help him out? Just yeah. open up the passing game alone. And a guy like, you know, who I'm excited about, who I think is a buy, who they already have on the roster. I like to see Josh Oliver in year two in the offense as well. I mean, he's a nice inj- big, injured most yeah, of the year. Yeah. But he's a big athletic tight end that, again, we're talking about buys. I think when we get through all our rookie stuff this year, I want to go back into the 19 class again and dig deeper into not a rookie mock draft like we did last time where we did like the first two rounds. I want to talk about some of these later round, mid round guys that we still like that I think are good buys because I think guys like a lot jo- of those tight ends. Yeah. I think a guy like Josh Oliver falls in that category very nicely. Even a guy like Jay Sternberger for uh who just started producing there late, late in the season in the playoffs, really. Yeah, they started to utilize him mm-hmm. a little bit more and you know, Jimmy Graham's gonna be a nice cap cut to give him some room. That's oh, he retired. Guy. Jimmy Graham retired? He retired. Oh, even better. When did that break? Like yesterday, two days ago. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, it was like there. super low key. I don't. There was not a lot of fanfare. Around oh, it, surprisingly. Well, even better then because I mean, like you said, I'll double check. Make sure in, I'm not uh, speaking at a school in the passing game, even the playoffs a little bit. So like Sternberger, Josh Oliver, Dawson Knox, who who's a little bit more of a name, but nobody's talking about Josh Oliver. No, not at all. They're in Jacksonville, and they need a number two. And he, they've been looking for that tight end. He's a nice, athletic tight end. I'd and, like to see him go into year two. And he wasn't doing too bad in the preseason. Then he just he popped up injured basically the entire season. I, was it a back injury or something? I can't remember. I don't even remember. I, I can't remember either. I can't keep all these. I'm trying to keep all this rookie information in my head. Yeah, me too. I How smart to. do you think I am, man? 
Not very. How dare you? How so dare it's I? not official, but I seen the post that he put on Twitter. Look at this guy making shit up. Mm-hmm. No, it, I'm, I'm telling you what I saw. Breaking hey, news. He retired. Adam Schefter over he, here. He, uh, he got a card in the mail. He said it was a picture of him holding up the deuces, and he was like, I gave everything I could in pursuit of a ring, and like it sounded it's, like a farewell. Sure. Okay. So. Sound like uh, until next it's year. Unofficially official. Uh, you know, Don't take my word for it unless it's true. You know, in the 70s, in the 60s, everybody gave up that deuce sign. They were talking about leaving. Not the 60s. They're about coming. <laughs> Next uh, question, please. Please. It's opposite of leaving. <laughs> that is the opposite. Of yeah. Perfect. God, you guys are such perfect. Uh, Peace and love. Peace and at love. Brannon86 says, How are we handling David Montgomery? Buy low, get out while you can, hold and hope. How are you guys feeling? Hold and hope, I think, is where I would fall right now. Um, I, I, you, you saw flashes of him. So, I, I mean, I, I think he's a little bit more than a hold and hope. Um, I, I would expect him to come out and, and be better in year two. But, man, you you just want to see him commit a little bit more to him. And that's, vision, the, that's the part that we, that we can't that we can't predict. Well, early on, we saw why they, you know, they, the, the way they were going with it. I think in year two, they are going to give him the full load there and make him the guy. And he's really he did really shine in the passive game. And he showed some really bright spots out there. Kind of showed like some of his strong skill sets, the way he can catch the ball and some, of, you know, the way he moved the ball. I thought some of his his vision was a little off this year. Um, running behind the line, there's some holes that he could hit, hit a little bit better out there. But to me, you know, I think for where you got him, because we had him as our third. You know, running back, I had him right around like four or five in my rankings personally, where everybody else loved David Montgomery, and I just loved Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders, and those were my guys. Um, but to me, I think David Montgomery is just, you know, with because of his patch catching ability, I think he's a nice running back too. Is what I think he is, and I think he's gonna be one of those guys that gets a couple years at Chicago, and he just kind of is what he is. I don't think he's overly special, but I think he's a quality, good running back that could start in the NFL. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think the big thing for the Bears is they got they got to figure out that offensive line. It was rated 29th in the NFL this year. Only teams that were worse, uh, according to Football Outsiders, uh, Pittsburgh, New York Jets, and Miami. Wait, where's Cincinnati on that list? Uh, two spots above. Oh, wow, okay. They, the Cincinnati offensive line actually started coming together. At the end of the year. They played much better at the, at the end, end of the year. Of the year. Yeah. yeah, and they're going to be much better next year. Okay. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we all agree we're holding David Montgomery. Uh, not a buy low or anything on those lines. Most people it probably depends like, on how low them. people are. I'd I'd, I'd sniff around. Late twenty twenty first. It's right on the borderline for me. Really, I'd have no problem going up to late twenty twenty first for David Montgomery. And, and I think you could right now. I think okay. you could. I think you could do that. If I'm a gamble on, you know, like again. These are names going to be out there: Keyshawn Vaughn and Zach Moss. I'd have no problem gambling on Zach. Mag- we already Montgomery. know the situation. We already know the landing spot. We already, yeah, we already know all that. So yeah. and they literally just have to clean up the offensive line, and I think that offense can do a couple things. So we'll see. Yeah, one eleven, one twelve. I'd, I'd be. I think I'd be fine with that. Okay. Next question. I'd uh, be. I'd be all right for the record. Also, that late in the first round. Okay. All right. Uh, moving right along, let's go to Double DZ at Double DZ. Uh, what are we doing with Odell Beckham Jr.? Uh, there was a lot more to that question, but I think that that that's suffices. The, that's the gist. That's huh? the gist. Well, obviously, he just had the offseason core muscle surgery that, um, you know, some people were debating whether or not it was real or not, uh, or he was just having a crappy season. But it, it's, I mean, I, oh gosh, 
it was a disaster of a season. Let's put it, it that really way. Bad. I mean, you know, you're, you're hoping for 1,400, 1,500 yards out of the guy, and, you know, he barely scrapes into the 1,000 yards, and he just never looked right. Or and the comp- touchdowns were not there either. Right. I think he had four um, all season. Uh, but I, there's a whole new system coming in. Obviously, uh, St- Stefanski hasn't finalized his staff to any means. It sounds like they're going to be going after guys from – Chad O'Shea is going to be the wide receivers coach. Well, that's it's that. And, you know, they got Bill Callahan in as the offensive line coach, which is a huge which get. Which is a good move, yeah. Yeah, he's, a, he's an excellent offensive line coach. Um, good for Nick Chubb. Absolutely. Very good for Nick Chubb. This Stef- Not only is Callahan good for Nick Chubb, Stefanski is going to be really good for Nick Chubb in his zone. His zone. Oh, it's going to be so nice. I think it's, that outside I think it's, zone. I think it's too early to tell for Odell Beckham whether or not he's even going to be in Cleveland anymore. To be honest, I mean they haven't they haven't hired a GM yet. Sure. That they could easily just ship him off. I'm pretty sure all his guaranteed money was up at the end of this year. But see, I, I hate when people say, "Oh, we're going to trade him." Like you're going to trade Odell. One, you're not going to trade him because you gave up so much for him. I know it was in the past regime, but you still gave up a lot for him. And the fact is, like you said, all his guaranteed money's up. You're only paying him the 18 million dollars a year for a number one receiver, which isn't absolutely terrible. I mean, you got managed in Minnesota; they were paying Diggs and Thielen. And all all Odell's bonus money's paid off, so it's not like you owe him anything crazy as it is. Right, and then a year down the line, when he's holding out because all his bonus money's run out, what are you going to do? Well, then you trade him. I mean, if he produces, then you resign. If he produces, if he produces at Odell level, then you could resign him. Then you don't you don't trade either way. Then you don't trade him. So here's the way I look at it, and I'm looking at it, I'm going to combine comparing with two people, and this is you know I'm going to look through my Browns Homer glasses if you guys want to call that too, and that's fine. But I'm buying Odell Beckham. You know, because his price tag has never been lower. He's only 27 years old. He's still that stud receiver that did it out there. He did deal with the core injury, but I'm telling you, I'm buying Baker Mayfield too, especially in super flex leagues, because, you know, people are talking about Baker's interceptions and they were bad. They were. And as a guy who studies the Browns very, very closely, who reads every possible thing you could possibly read about the Browns, I have some inside sources on the Browns. Um, so I got to hear some things sometimes. And to me, this I can't overemphasize about how bad of a coach Freddie Kitchens was. I cannot overemphasize how bad of a coaching job he did here in Cleveland. Todd Munkin came out and said, he didn't say it on the record, that out of all his years coaching football, he's never seen something so badly organized and run his entire life in football that they would work on things throughout the week and then they come to game day and it would, they wouldn't even do what they worked on. It was that bad. And I saw it because I go to every game. I'm at I'm there on the field. Matt and I sat there and talked. Even in week six, week sixteen, we're going. Why is Baker Mayfield showing Odell Beckham where to line up on the field? If you watch the Browns game, you saw Baker in Mayfield in week seventeen. Show these people to where to line up every single week. Okay, uh, a couple games. I can't remember what game it was when Baker threw the interception. Jarvis said that was on me because he ran the wrong route. Baker's interceptions were. Hot high because players not only were with the balls going off their hands at times but people were running the wrong routes okay baker mayfield wasn't the you know such a dominant one of the best college quarterbacks we've ever seen come out you know that was able to transfer and walk on and come out and win the heisman dominating college with a 70 percent completion percentage rating and then come in and break the rookie touchdown record in only 13 games for nothing, you know, just to have last year be this fluke. It's because the coaching was so bad. Players were not lined up and doing what they're supposed to do. If your routes are off just a hair, the ball is not going to be there. It's going to make the quarterback look bad. It's going to make the receiver, just like the same thing. If the quarterback's not putting the ball in the right spot, it's going to make the receiver, the receivers look bad. Kevin Stefanski is a competent coach, all right? You know, is Baker Mayfield going to be the 1-1 quarterback? I'm not saying that. But Baker Mayfield is much better than we saw last year. Odell Beckham 
is much better than we saw last year. And he was doing that when he was hurt. He was doing that in such a shitty, crappy system. Why he had a core injury that he needed to get surgery on, which he just did. And he still put over 1,000 yards. You know, still put over 1,000 yards. So, to me, if I can get Odell Beckham for a first 2020 first-round pick, that's good value. And that's what I mean by buy. Like, I'm not going out there and, like, spending the house on him, but you can get Odell Beckham right now because his value is so dropped for a 2020 first. That's amazing. You're talking about a guy who, up until this point, we were talking Hall of Fame receiver. Yeah. Hall of Fame receiver. He's only 27. A lot of these receivers don't even hit their prime until 28. So, to me... I'm buying Baker Mayfield because I love I, I love Kevin Stefanski's offense. I love what Nick Chubb's going to do and open that up for Baker. Definitely on what Kevin Stefanski really strives on, definitely on the play-action rollout where Baker actually did have a 70% completion percentage for the Browns when he did do the play-action rollout on there. And I like Odell Beckham going forward too, definitely with Jarvis there as well. I think, you know, because not, not only does Baker have something to prove, Odell is somebody, he's a diva, right? He's got something to prove this year. For sure. You, see, like you mentioned, Matt, money-wise, sponsorship wise, he's got something to prove too. And he came out and said, it's like, listen, 2020 is gonna be my year for all you, all you haters. And again, talk is talk. I don't care about it, but he's got a track record of producing year in year out with, uh, Eli Manning. So I'm buying Odell because his price has dropped. If again, for a 2020 first, it might have to be a higher first, but listen, when you get to round, like if you tell me if I have CD lamb or Jerry Judy or Odell Beckham, I'm taking Odell Beckham. So if I have to, if I have a receiver and I have somebody who's like, you know, they have Odell, they had a really crappy year in their dynasty team, they took a tank, and they're sitting there and like one three and one fours on there, and they're infatuated with Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb, who I love a lot. And I can get Odell Beckham, I'm taking Odell Beckham. Yeah. Ten I out of ten times. I would, I would as well. I, no, I would at that price also. For one for one first round draft pick, I would hundred percent scoop him up and and love it. And in some leagues you're gonna be able to get him for that. Yeah. Some again, we're not we're, we're in a vacuum here talking, so it's right. you know we there's thousands of leagues we're talking to, but everybody should put that offer on just to see because if ten percent of you, that's a hundred different people that we're talking to, uh, not more than that, you know, that are going to get Odell back him for a first round pick. Next question. All right, moving right along. Uh, all right, so we are at R Coop seventeen asks under the radar quarterback buys in twelve. Team Superflex Leagues. Ooh, I got one. Can I go first? Yeah. yeah. I'm a talk talkative. Yeah, you are. Uh, Drew Locke, Broncos. Really came on last year. Looked pretty good uh, with Cortland Sutton. All rumors out of Denver, it's they're going to take a receiver in the first round. Whether it be Jalen Ragar, whether it be Henry Ruggs, maybe if somebody like CeeDee Lamb slips or Jerry Judy slips, or they might surprise us, they're going to take a receiver. And I love another good first-round receiver out of this class, matched up with Cortland Sutton, and then maybe they get a you know a banger to go with Philip Lindsay. Even though he's undrafted, he did have back-to-back years with 1,000 yards rushing and Noah Fant out there as well. Drew Locke's in a really good position out there in Denver in that thin air with his big arm. And they get another big speedster receiver to go along with Cortland Sun. That offense could look real sexy right now. And Drew Locke, somebody, you know, I saw Ryan McDowell put a tweet out there like, oh, you can probably get Drew Locke in a, like a super flex league for like a mid or high second. And I was like, whoa, not me. Like, I'd give up a first round pick for Drew Locke for, easily. For in a Drew Locke? I in swear. Superflex, yeah. Wow. I don't, again, I don't know if he was talking about. I thought I saw the tweet. It was Superflex, and mm. um, and I think McDowell just said that's what he'd give up, but that's not necessarily what you can get him for. Okay. But I'd have no problem whatsoever giving up a first round pick 
you know, not a super high one because I want to see where Justin Herbert goes too. He's looked so far good in practice at the Senior Bowl too. But Drew Locke's my nice, not so like under the radar, not the big time name, young quarterback. To, I would go out there and try and get. You got one, Matt? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of under the radar guys, and, and you know, like it's harder to do at quarterback. It really is. Uh, you know, you think of maybe like Teddy, there's only 32 of them, so. right? Maybe Teddy Bridgewater if he goes somewhere because he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Even though he said it has to be like the perfect scenario for him to actually leave New Orleans. And, and and you could get Teddy super cheap at this super point. Cheap. I, I like that call. Um, so that that's that's the one guy that that's kind of flying under the radar that I think you can get like super cheap in a, in a two QB league. I don't I don't know how much under the radar this is, but uh, I I would go kick the tires on Matthew Stafford. Uh, I think a lot of people think he's like the super old, ancient. He's he's thirty two years old, um, so he's still got plenty of years ahead of him. And only eight games, dude put up 2,500 yards and 19 touchdowns. Granted, it's only eight games, but if that's a full season and the same numbers, that's 5,000 yards and 38 touchdowns. He's on pace for his best year ever. Exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and I would not be shocked at all to see them add a receiver in the draft. They uh, have to add a receiver in the draft. They've had a lot of shakeup on that um, offensive or, or, or staff altogether. Whole staff. They fired their offensive coordinator, oh, yeah. defensive coordinator, D Lightly They fired everybody. Yep. So I mean that's a little bit of an unknown with the Stafford stuff as well. You might be able to use that as a as a pitch. I, cheap. I don't I don't think that would I don't think they're necessarily going to change systems. So there shouldn't be much changing uh, as far as you know terminology and and the system that they're running. So that might be one more thing that you can throw out there as a as a selling point. You know for the person that that owns them. Matt Patricia walks in doors like, listen, you sons of bees, <laughs> listen here. I said we're giving Karrion Johnson the ball fifty times a game. In the passing game, in the running game. And anybody that doesn't agree with me, raise your hand. And everybody that didn't raise your hand, they're like, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. That's right. Get out there. Walk out that door. Get in that car with Bishop Rankin. You walk out. You drive on out of here. Because Carrion's getting the ball. Hey, baby Tron. Baby can Tron. You can have it a little bit. <laughs> we'll get you the ball, too, T- a little bit. Hawks. Hawks, you can have it, too. You look pretty good. And yeah. we, we drafted T.G. Hawkinson pretty high last year. Pretty. We'll make it work. You're going to do a really good job blocking. Carry on Johnson. <laughs> so. No, I mean if he's my quarterback too in a in a super flex or two QB league, I'm Dude, thrilled. The, the way he dumps the ball off is gonna be perfect for carry on. <laughs> Dude, he's gonna be out there dumping. You said dumping. Dumping, dumping. Brown Town. I'm the Brownstown kind of guy. Next question. All right. Uh at home Casey. Uh what is Keenan Allen's value if Rivers walks Ooh, it depends who the quarterback is it, it is largely if, dependent on who comes if, in yep if tom brady goes signs with the chargers hello keen allen you're gonna catch 123 footballs he really would that would be that would be the ideal spot you know obviously um if james winston goes there i was gonna say james is out there floating around um but that might that might bring up everyone's value a little bit you know what i mean yeah, Mike Williams deep, get, get, getting downfield actually with somebody that could throw him the ball. That'd be nice. Uh, I don't think Phillip Rivers is back in L.A. next year. He he up I, and he up and moved to, to Florida. He's in yeah. Florida. Yeah. He's a Florida man now. I just don't. I mean, either he goes to Carolina. I, I, just don't, I still don't see. Could could you see a flip flop where he's going to Tampa Bay and uh, and what's his name's going out out west? If Jameis Winston goes to the San Diego Chargers. Buy all the Mike Williams shares ever. It's just weird. Like I'm hearing, like insider reports are saying that the the Bucks really like Jacob Easton a lot and are interested in signing Philip Rivers temporary. 
I don't know, man. It's weird because I just I would not let Jameis walk. I mean, through oh. five thousand yards. So I just that's just me. I know it throws a lot of picks, but again, I guess if you know but you're so not, does Philip Rivers. I know. I mean, I guess if you know you're not going to win a Super Bowl with somebody, then I guess you why pay him? Why lock? Why cut bait now? Why lock yourself into him just because quarterbacks are hard to find? You might as well just find somebody just, to believe in. Just find somebody else, and and I definitely think, especially with um, Bruce Arians' background of grooming young quarterbacks. I think he'd probably rather go that route, just find somebody through the draft that he likes and groom, teach him, it, teach him from the bottom ground level, and just teach him how to play the NFL game that he wants. Didn't Bruce make comment to you like, "Yeah, well, if we won, if we won those games with Jameis, we could win with anybody." <laughs> there was pitch. something like that. Something along yeah. those lines. All right. Yeah. yeah it's good. so it all just depends on who the and quarterback is. There. That's your burn notice. See so, you later, so I buddy. mean, basically. Keenan's a hold? It's it's weird, man, because there's there's I think Keenan's a hold, yeah. But it's like this is the first like you don't ever see these kind of quarterbacks on the market, right? Tom right. Brady, Phillip Rivers, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater. It's weird. I mean, that never happens. It's because there's been an influx of young guys, Good young the, quarterbacks, uh, the past few years, and there's a few more coming out this year. And and some of these teams are trying to play catch up. They're like, we got, we have to make it. We got to do something. We're gonna win Super Bowls. I mean, look at the AFC North: Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger. <sighs> well, they're gonna be they're gonna be needing to get one in Pittsburgh soon. And you know, I wouldn't, be, interesting? Su- I wouldn't be surprised if they took some took one soon. I'm I'm super curious. You know, he he hasn't been anything special as of late. Andy Dalton would make a great backup quarterback. He would make a great backup quarterback, but he could also land in a spot. He could land year. in a spot where he could start. I'd I'd hate to be that team. He'd be a good dude. He'd be a but, really he'd be a really good carryover in New England. Yeah, he'd, he'd be a good mentor to like the next guy in, sure. in several places. And Bill Belichick can get utilized Andy Dalton. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he could. He'll bring he, him over. Draft Jake Fromm. They could use him over. Great. They could use him in San Diego or where, whatever, LA. wherever the hell they are. The uh, just go back to San Diego. Just go back to San Diego is so much easier. Even even people in LA are saying that. Exactly. The the Chargers, uh, Tampa Bay, any of those places. I mean, I could see him going to the, to to Oakland and and Oakland shipping car out of there. You know what I mean? Like Gruden's nuts, but he loves those kind of veteran guys. And he liked Andy Dalton. Yeah, absolutely. Draft day. Yep. Next. All right, so we're at what fifty-seven minutes right now. Should we get to our uh, one non-fantasy football-related question? Ask any questions you want, Kerry. You got the mic. Okay. You got the you got the Twitter up, not me. All right, so Alexa, uh, she is is by far one of our best uh, nerd herd members. Uh, is always interacting with us, and she asks. Well, us, the few people I actually accepted for face my as a Facebook friend. Oh, there you go. I get tons of Facebook requests. I do. Yeah. I don't accept any of them. I do sometimes. I feel bad. I don't feel bad. I hate yeah. Facebook looking at other people's lives, but Lex is one person I entered in my life. There you She's go. Good her to remember. All right. So her question is, what was your best slash worst date ever? What was your best slash worst date ever? So yeah. So you told me that she asked that question before the show started. And I was like, man, like I'd have to actually sit down and think about that. Cause I can't, nothing pops in my head of like, Oh, the best date or the worst date. And usually the best dates really, they're not really, appropriate they're not show material they're not show material and if you're saying it's not appropriate alexa it's it's probably not alexa that's personal (laughs) (laughs) that's real and even like bad ones like i don't remember like anything i'm like oh that was a worst date because like then a couple of the worst dates i had were like mostly my fault like remember that one time i went out at mandy's friend your wife's friend at the bar in lakewood i do and And you ended up hitting on another girl the entire time yeah yeah so that was terrible date (laughs) i felt terrible the next day I was really, yeah. See, I don't want to talk about me. I'm, I, uh, and that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. That was. But, yeah. 
Um, no, so I don't have a story. <laughs> I don't have a story either. We have some pretty good stories from friends of ours. You know, um, some of those dating website stories uh, of of a buddy of ours just trying to kind of get out, uh, dodge, kind of coyote ugly style, gnaw off your arm to get out of the date type of things. Uh, multiple stories. Multiple stories. Like yeah. six. Six so, good ones. Six good ones. I think the best the, the best one that, that I enjoy the most was he had an old car that <laughs> the Mustang car? <laughs> the Mustang that was it was the transmission was messed up and it would only go into first gear, which is, you know, in a Mustang that's probably fifteen miles an hour tops <laughs> was all that he could drive. So, you know, he, he picks up this this older lady. You know, at the time, I think he was probably 20, 21 to 24, somewhere there. No, no, because we those apps did not exist when we were 21, 24. No, you're right. It, so this wasn't an app. This was a, this was the lady that he picked up at the bar. Okay, yeah. This oh, was an older lady that oh, he, at a bar. I was yeah, like, he, he, yeah, he I've was, been with my wife for 15 years, and that was, and that was, I was before all the apps. Right. He was 21 so, to 24, somewhere in that okay, early, yeah. early bar age, and, and he, she was an older lady. That's right. He had, that, he had that Mustang when we were young. Right, right. So she, she was, you know, they were all gung ho, whatever. And and he was going back to her house. Well, he had no idea where she lived, but it was all the way across town. He didn't realize this until they already got in the car. And he was like, "Oh crap!" He's like, "I'm I'm in I'm in this, in this car, car that can only go 15 miles an hour. There is no way in hell I am going to drive this lady all the way across town. It would have ended up being like an hour and a half ride, you know, just to get just to get home to this lady's house. So he's he's pretty quick on his feet. He's like, oh, I don't have any protection. We better hurry up and stop off at a store. <laughs> so so he pulls into the local BP um, and, and again. He's, he's thinking in his head, he's like, how am I going to get this chick out of my car so I can bail? So he's like, he tells her, he ends up telling her, he's like, oh my God. He's like, I'm too embarrassed to go in there and, and buy the condoms. <laughs> Gives her four bucks and like, will you go buy the condoms? And her not knowing this gentleman just went inside, you know, just, all right, I'll, I'll take one for the team and go in and buy them. So as soon as, soon as she gets out of the car... <laughs> He floors it. <laughs> he floors it in the Mustang in first gear, which can only go 15 miles an hour. So the lady catches on that he's that he's trying to ditch her, and she starts running after the car when she catches up to him because <laughs> the car's going she so slow. She caught up to the car, but this car was really old. It it, did, it was before power locks, like so he had to like lunge over the seat and tap the lock button on the thing to lock it on her side. And then she ran around to the other side of the car and he locked his side of the door. <laughs> he just started shaking his head and <laughs> drove off at 15 miles an hour down the street and just left this lady at the bar. She he made it. a slow getaway. <laughs> slow, slow, slow getaway ever. Uh, and there's more stories that he has that I think are just as good as that one. Gary, oh, do you have a story gosh. at all? Uh, so it wasn't a date, but it was like when I first like uh, started actually dating, like and started getting like kind of serious. So this would have probably been right around like freshman year of high school. So it was pretty early, and uh, I always like felt really bad, like if like things were like not going that well, and I was like, shoot, I need to like end things, but I don't, I don't really know how to end things, and so I got this idea. That I was like, you know, I'll I'll just email her. <laughs> so I 
I sent her an email like, hey, it's because fortunately she went to she didn't go to my school, so I wasn't gonna have to see her every day. So I was like, hey, uh, you know, it's been it's been really, really fun. Um, but you know, there's somebody else that I'm kind of interested in right now. And, you know, I just don't see this going anywhere. We go to different schools. This girl goes to my school, blah, blah, blah. blah. And uh and and I left it at that. And I was like, okay, like I haven't heard anything. Like she, Pro- she must have just taken the news. She and- just took the news. She's not upset. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, we're only freshmen. Like, it's it's not that it's not that serious. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the Verve wrote a song about it. What? what? We're only freshmen. Oh, okay. No, I was <laughs> so I was so confused also. Go on. Well, the problem was apparently I got the uh the email wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't know I broke up with her. It's edu Garrett. <laughs> edu, not dot com. So so she had no clue that I broke up with her. So like two or three days passed and I like hadn't called her or texted her or anything like that. And she's like, Hey, like are you, like are we good? Like, you know Haven't heard from haven't you. heard from you at all. I was like, You didn't you didn't get my email? You didn't get <laughs> You didn't get my breakup break mail? I mean, email? <laughs> yeah, that conversation didn't go well. Awkward, yeah. Uh, I hope you learned a lesson, Gary. Yeah, I did. I did. I learned a lesson that day. All the rest of them were face-to-face after that. But uh, but I just the first meant, one I just was meant from email. Not to fat finger email addresses. That's <laughs> what just, I, just type the email right. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? That's the lesson. Yeah. Don't send emails. Yeah. That's a dick move. <clears throat> well, that's it. That's it for this episode. Uh that gives me a good idea now for the uh, free couple episodes, uh, free couple month memberships for the Nerd Herd. All you got to do is tweet at me or at the site and just put nerds, hashtag, use the hashtag nerds date. Nerds date. There and that's go. how I'm going to find it until next week's episode. Just give I just want to hear your worst date. That's it. Just yep. your worst date that you ever had on there. Tweet at hashtag nerds date. If it's real bad, I'm going to give you a free month membership to the Nerd Herd because there's nothing like bad date scenarios. Yep. I wish I had a whole bunch of them, but usually it's my fault. I'm the bad date. <laughs> Turns out you can you can tell a couple of those stories, Rich. No, I don't want to. No, it. it just I, makes it look bad. I've already got a bad reputation around this around this dynasty click. I don't want to make it any worse. He's got a bad reputation too. Yeah, yeah, I got one of those too. Mm-hmm. I got I got I got all kinds of tations. <laughs> yeah, as long as you know, is, is there a G at the end of that tation? Reputation in? I, I, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think that's those what they too. call well, it. In the meantime, we're going to be back uh, with a Nerd episode next. We're going to do the uh, trade scenarios. We're going to break down the trades. Of course, you can join the Nerd Herd by signing up at DynastyNerds.com. We have over how many videos, Dick Garrett? Oh, definitely over 300. My guess, I haven't counted lately, but it's got to be around 325, 330. It's it, They've been going like crazy. Lately. Yeah, rookie rankings. Uh Rookie Dynasty film room to really study these rookies yourself. There's so much film on there. I don't know how I'm gonna get through all that film, but I will. Every I'll last, every last one of them. And of course, uh, the buy sell tool and just uh, supporting the best Dynasty site out there in the world. And that's DynastyNerds.com. Make sure to check out every day because we have tons of free articles on there every single day. Till then, we we'll back next week talking Something. Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl. Senior, <laughs> senior Bowl. Absolutely. I was waiting for you guys to chime in. Adios. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.